Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Judy just handed me a clipping from the newspaper that says New Zealand is thinking about eradicating pet cats. <laughs> is this for real? We're having them on next week? Oh, the guy behind this is going to be on the show next week to tell us why they should yeah. get rid of cats in New Zealand. Apparently, this is one of the countries with the most cats in the world. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he meant get rid of all the cats. I think uh, he was talking about that, that there are some people with like 20 and 30 cats, and why can't they just have one or two? I, what, in, the cats? in the house? No, I don't think yeah. so. I yeah. think yeah. No, he means... This is a different guy. This is a different guy. He means all cats gone forever. Wow. It, uh, apparently, there's yeah. a bird problem. Yeah. With the cats. And we'll find out more. That's all next week. Like how I start this show this week with next week. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What's and going you know on today? What? Now, and, and now I want to hear about it. So, like, you got me. You now got me you got to wait. Okay. Yeah, Joey, make a call. Make a call. If he doesn't tell you, you know what to do. Well, he's, uh, what is he? He's in China this weekend, so he couldn't yeah, be so with we us can't this talk weekend. To him. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk to him next weekend. Why we can't get through to China? What's the deal there? I don't know. It's like midnight over there. Big time difference. Yeah, big time difference. Okay, I understand that. On this week's show, it's our big Westminster celebration, as we do every year. Uh, Monday and Tuesday is Westminster. And Jerry Grimack, the concierge for the dogs. What the is doggy concierge. Doggy concierge. Yes. Uh, from the Hotel Pen, where all the dogs stay. He'll be with us, telling us a little bit about what kind of dogs are there and uh, what he does. I've been to that party there a few times, um, Hotel Pen for Westminster. It's pretty pretty fun. They well, really roll, out, roll it out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. no, they have, let me tell you, they have. it's a bunch of celebrities, people going crazy. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's fun. It's fun. Dog people are nutty, so yeah, it's, it's good. We have somebody who's uh, snuck her way backstage to Westminster, and she wrote a book about it called Dog Show Confidential. We'll talk to her in a few minutes. She's going to give us the, the, the goop. The goop, the download. When I was up that way, we used to go all the time every year because that is how that's how I learned the different styles on the dogs is I can't wait for Westminster because you go out there and you look and you get to see all these great looking dogs and what styles have changed that's why now on television that I, I study it you know you look at the heads you look at the tails you look at I mean that's the only way you stay you know top notch you know I have a question for you, Joey. Who sets the trends? I mean, you know, you, you go backstage to see the new trends, but who sets the trends? Have you ever set a trend? Have you ever decided that I'm just going to clip a dog like this and, and, and I'm going to set a trend? Have you ever done that? You know what? You, you, I wish I wish I could, but you could do that when you have like one of the top show dogs. And I'm going to give you a, a, a good example if we got a second yes, here, Hal. Absolutely. As long as you don't mind, because Hal's like, tell me, move on here. <laughs> but anyway, the Bouviers, years ago, Bouviers have a fall. Okay, and that's hair between between the eyes. Now, the standards for a Bouvier before that were, were, were long eyebrows. And this guy, I, I think he was European. I don't know. I don't have the I don't have the story in front of me. But what he did was is he had the top Bouvier in the in the country. Um, I think like three years in a row, and everyone looked up to this guy. So what he did is he changed the style. He changed the way the dog looked, and everyone did it. And now every single Bouvier is groomed that way. Wow. So okay. really, it, what happens is, is people make subtle changes on these top dogs, and it's not necessarily the standard for that dog, but but it kind of falls in line little by little by little, and it changes. And you'll notice a lot on the terriers, more than anything else, you'll see changes. But, you know, i got to be honest with you, some people are against it. I love it because it makes it different. It makes the dog look different. Sure. It makes them look edgier. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like hairstyles for people. They, they should change. 
Every week you should come in with a different hairstyle, Joey. I think that would be cool. I'm just there you go. I will. Also on the show today, we're going to be talking to a doctor who's, uh, well, you know, cancer is a big problem with dogs and cats. Like 70% of animals succumb to cancer. Uh, but he says there's hope. He's an oncologist, an animal oncologist, and he'll be with us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, Stacy, what do you got going on? They're running around like a chicken with their heads cut off in Denver. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. There was a chicken robbery. Seriously. Uh, They were giving these chickens away in Colorado, but they gave the wrong address. So people actually stole these chickens, even though they thought they were giving them away. I'll tell you all about the mix-up. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I I don't trust chickens. I knew chickens were thieves at heart. I knew it. You know, I want chickens. I don't think the yeah. neighbors would be too happy, though. But did, did you have a, a chicken wing? Did you have a chicken wing problem for Super Bowl? There was a big shortage. No, I'm not a chicken wing kind of guy too much. I'm not. Yeah. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Uh, a little sick here in the studio. Hairball. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. To Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner all here today. Uh, About 70% of our animals, dogs and cats, get cancer. And uh, this is, you know, one of the strange... 70%? 70%. Isn't that hard to believe? And we'll be talking to an oncologist in just a few minutes, Dr. Gerald Post, and he'll tell us why there is plenty of hope. If your animal is diagnosed with cancer, I have my own theories on it. I think corn is the culprit. I really do. It's in everything. And you, you know, you look at the Asian countries, they're, they're so low. The incidence of cancer is so low because they don't eat corn. You know, they don't eat anything then, with corn. In but it. then look at the Indians. Indians lived and they had a, a very heavy corn diet. They died well before cancer could happen. Does that mean yeah, that but it cancer? Was, it was different. It was different corn. It, it was a staple of their diet, but it was different. It was a different uh, geno of yeah, corn. The corn we have now is so altered, it doesn't really resemble much of the original corn. Yeah, and and even so, like uh, Dr. Debbie, look at every ingredient in your cupboard. You're going to see corn syrup in everything. So we're getting, you know, we're getting uh, overloaded with corn. It's the wrong type of fatty acid because your cells reproduce with omega-3 and omega-6, and corn is omega-12. So you start getting irregular cell reproduction, and that's what cancer is. I'm, I'm going to have to find a little bit more research before we start saying corn's a killer here. <laughs> I, I'm not saying corn is a killer. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's my theory, you know, and I would stay away from it as much as possible. Mm. That's that's what I do in my life. Well, the facts are that 70% of our animals end up in the hospital hospital or at the vet clinic because of cancer and in just a few minutes we're going to talk to dr gerald post he is the founder of the animal cancer foundation we'll ask him ask him if it's the corn or ask him if there are certain areas that have uh cancer more than other areas in the in the world see and i wonder if it's like cleaning products and stuff that your animals yeah, ingest. Uh, you know there's a, they, they seem to have a higher rate of cancer than humans do so hmm makes you makes you wonder makes you think that's all on the way right here on animal radio also because westminster starts tomorrow no, Monday. <coughs> Excuse me. So today we're going to have Jerry Grimick from Hotel Penn joining us, as well as this lady who's uh, written a book called Dog Confidential. Is it Dog, Dog Show, Show Confidential? Confidential? She's going to have the uh, all the gossip of what's happening Let's behind the hope. shows. Okay, I that's all on the way. The dirt. This hour on Animal Radio, Stacy, what are you working on? 
Well, I know it can be pretty cold if you're in the northeast or the east, and when your dog has to go to the bathroom, it's like, I'll let him out in the backyard and I'll wave while they're going, right? Because you don't want to walk outside. It's too freaking cold. Well, don't do that. you got to pick up the poop. I don't care if you think that it's frozen there and nobody's going to notice. The thing is, it can make other dogs sick. And I'll tell you more information about this, and you might think twice about putting those uh, boots on when you go outside and watch your dog. All right, all, all right. coming up on Animal Radio News. Pick up the poop, damn it. one 405 8405 Let's head to the phones. We have Charlie on the phone. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. What's going on in your world? What What can we help you with? Oh, I got. I had a little. Well, I had her for over five years, and uh, I just she she's she she better than mountain, but she do everything I tell her. But I, well, I, we hustle every morning, and like she she thinks she can play with everybody. And I don't like her for playing with everybody, you know, because they stole her once. She and I be wanting her to warn me if somebody walk up on me while I'm hugging. But she everybody walk up, she thinks she's supposed to play with them. Every dog you see, she thinks she's supposed to play with them because she's too friendly. I want to. What can I do to stop her from that? Because I can't watch her myself. Because I stay by myself. She's, she's too friendly? Your dog is too friendly? Yeah, she likes to play with every dog, the poor dog, and, and, and they be aggressive. Sometimes the guy be walking with two, and he can hardly hold them. I know they'd kill her because she's too small. Right, he so... to play, and they be trying to fight. Well, it looks like, it actually looks like she wants to play, but what she's probably doing is instigating those two dogs to get them all riled up and even yeah, more crazy. Yeah, them big dogs don't like them little dogs anyway. Well, you know, you're so funny, buddy. As as with, well, what I would do is turn the opposite direction and start walking away. You know, but as with all dogs and all dog training, the, the the key is you. You know, the key to getting your dog to behave the way you want your dog to behave is you being a great teacher. And the way to teach your dog is not with words. You've got to use corrections and you've got to use rewards. And that's the only way to do it. There is no quick fix. So if you don't like your dog, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, walking up and instigating bigger dogs. It, if your dog is on a leash, you just got to turn real swiftly the opposite direction and start walking and give her a correction, a jolt, and go, uh-uh, uh-uh, you know, and just walk the opposite direction. Well, but you just think she's to play with. Well, you're going you're gonna to have to correct her when she does behaviors you don't like, and you're going to have to reward her when she does behaviors you do like, and that's the only way to do it. So every time your dog does something you don't like, you have to give her a little correction, like a little jolt at the leash, and say, uh-uh, or make a sound, whatever that is. And Miss, what kind of breed of dog did he say? She's a she's a Chihuahua. She's a Chihuahua. Really, she's a miniature dog, Mackenzie. I just call her Chihuahua because she's little. Oh, she's a miniature dog, Mackenzie. I'm happy to see those kind of dogs that are really friendly and happy and and, and uh, you know good with people. I think that's a great trait to have because that breed, I think, has a tendency to not be always so nice with strangers. So in my world, I'd be thrilled with that, and I'd welcome your puppy to my oh, office. I, I am. I just I just don't like her to be playing with everybody. Well, again, buddy, you have got to change the behavior. Nobody can do it for you. And you've got to come up with a way to, to translate yeah, to your dog. Advice, you know, I, she, uh, she listens to everything when I say, but, uh, but I deal with it. wonder what could I do. All right, here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. Is your dog on a leash? You have her on a leash all the time? Oh, yeah, I keep leaving with me all the time. All right. So your dog is on the leash, and you're walking down the street, and there's two dogs acting. 
right? And there's well, no, you got to hold the leash. Don't hook it to your pants. You got to hold it, okay? And you've got to have a little choker chain on her, just a little choker chain on her. And when you're walking down the street and there's two dogs acting like lunatics and your dog starts to act like a lunatic, you give her a little jolt with your wrists, turn and walk the opposite direction very quickly. And that's what you do. That's a correction. And you do it every time she does a behavior you don't like. And when she starts behaving the way you do want her to behave, which is calm, you say, good dog, and you give her a treat. Yeah, okay. There you go. There you okay, go, buddy. I mean, you know, I hold up when you go. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I say, I say, don't care how you you learn a lot. Oh, yeah, well, you know, dogs are dogs and people are people, and the best thing we can do is learn how to think like a dog. And when you learn to think like a dog, everything goes wonderfully because they can't they can't read our minds. They they don't know what the word no means. They don't know what the sentences we're speaking are. So the the less amount of talk you do, the better. You know, and, and try to try to try to watch your dog and figure out what your dog is thinking. There's so many signs. Yeah, trust me, I know that boy. <laughs> So when you yeah. when you see her getting into that manic state, correct her, refocus her mind. Mm, okay, but she's very amenable. I tell her sit, lay down, stay there until I get back, or uh, whatever. She'll be there until I get back. If nobody, you know, walked up and took her, because they stole her one time and said I got a back from me. That was that That's was awesome. I was talking about being friendly. See, I can't. I said I stay by myself. I can't pay attending her, her, me, and myself, and all of us at the same time. That's you know you're you're doing you're doing good, buddy. It's just that one thing, you just got to teach her to you know just to not get riled up around riled up dogs, and that's not too difficult. It just takes persistence and it takes time. Hey, thanks for your call, Charlie. Good luck with that. Let us know how that works out. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Yeah, not a lot of people know that that was uh, the number one disc jockey in Los Angeles doing morning drive, uh, calling from the bowling alley. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's covering the register while answering phones. It's skipping breaks. And it's eating lunch standing up. You work hard to earn your money, so we put the power to keep more of it in the palm of your hand. With TurboTax, you can take a photo of your W-2 with your smartphone and we'll import your information automatically. Just answer a few simple questions, hit e-file, and you're done. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Learn more at TurboTax.com. TurboTax mobile solutions work on select smartphones. Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. 
So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed. Radio. Oh, Gaines here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Kibble, Cable. Dog father Joey Volani and animal communicator Joy Turner. And uh, let's head to Violet. Hi, Violet. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Um, over in Pucho's Playground. And I have some bad news for some, some of my little ones doing again here. My customers are asking if they could fix their Maltese because she is being aggressive to people when they hold her. Hmm. And when she's in the car, she barks at them and tries to get to them, and then all the people that come to her house, she tries biting them. Wow. Oh, she's she's a little spitfire, let me tell you. And she's in my daycare, and I have to tell her no, and I have big dogs and little dogs together. And I right now I'm, I'm training a uh, pit, great Dane boxer. I don't know what she's... She did good. I put her in the crate, came back out, and she's doing fine. She's not going over to the bugger. Now, Maltesers sit on their little perch, and they bark at them, and they want them to pay attention to them. So, well, let me ask you this. You, you, your dog, this dog is in your daycare. When the dog starts barking like a maniac, what do you do? I have to tell him no. And then what does he do? He keeps barking. Exactly. Pays no attention to you at all. No, Zero. No. Nada. Nothing. He thinks he's a boss. <laughs> And that's because of the way they raise them. Hey, you just put your finger on the pulse of the problem. He thinks he's the boss. Now, let, let's just tell the listeners why Why do dogs bark, okay? Dogs bark for a variety of reasons. Maybe something physically is wrong. That could be a reason. Aside from that, they want attention. Uh, they're bored. They're frustrated. They're afraid. Uh, they're protecting their territory. They're excited. They want to play. And, uh, and the, yeah, that's pretty much every reason why a dog will bark yeah. and to alert you that somebody's coming. So yeah. the easiest way to get a dog to stop barking is to be territorial and be a pack leader and take over the territory uh, as your own. So if your dog were, let's say, running to the front door and barking every single time the doorbell rang, you would immediately take that space away and herd your dog away from the door and teach your dog to lay on a, on a blanket. You know, tell your dog, go down, stay in your spot. Down, stay in your spot. You also teach your dog the word quiet. And when you get your dog to lay in his spot, you give him a treat. You have a buddy help you with this. You have somebody outside, and you have him on a cell phone, and you go, okay, knock on the door now. And your dog starts to go nuts, and you go, uh-uh, get back on that blanket. Down. Down, stay. Dog does it. Good dog. Give him a treat. And you progress until the person is absolutely, until they're coming through the door. And if you have a real bad case, every person that comes through the door should have a treat for the dog and actually go over to where the blanket is or where the dog's spot is and give the dog a treat so the dog forms a, a good association with people coming through the door. And you have to be consistent. You have to be patient. And above all, you have to be calm and you have to be confident. And you also can't can't give up. It doesn't work one time. You have to do it for a long time. To change dog behavior is a process. Okay, so um, when I they're in my daycare, I tell them to get up in their chair and sit down. 
And they do. Don't tell them. You know, yeah, that's good. If the dog knows what get up in the chair is, that's good. Forget about the word no. You've got to use a correction. As soon as the dog starts to bark, poke the dog in the neck with your fingers and go, shh, just like that. Give him a poke and shh. I do it with the big dogs, you know, in the back end. Well, with the little dog? With the little dog, as soon as that dog starts to go crazy, walk right in front and, and, and stand there for a second. And if the dog doesn't stop barking, take the dog, put the dog in a quiet room or in a crate. But every time her twenty four seven, and what'd you say? I'm sorry. Walk her. Well, see, that's a problem too. Dogs need exercise. I mean, if if a dog the doesn't execute her. Well, you can't you can't train the owners. It's real sweet that you call for the owners. I mean, that you're the middleman. That's real <laughs> yeah, sweet of yeah. you to do that. I'm in the middle but of you, this, yeah. Yeah, but you can't you can't help these people because I, I tell you what, there's so many people that can't be helped. I mean, they they come to well, me all the time, all I the time. They come up for Puffy, and now he's doing good because they did the owner did the crate, and then now he's doing better. Now he's on a diet, and um. He's just, he's doing great. He's doing really I love good. You. We're real surprised I, with him right now. So I, I love you. I mean, you know what? And there he's, Joey, he, he was the alpha. Joey and I are going to come stay with you. We love you. I'm going to, Joey's going to, Joey's going to groom everybody and everything that walks and talks. And me, I'm just going to stand there and go, hey, shh. <laughs> Boy, you're <laughs> a nice. easy end of that. <laughs> that you're that, a nice, you're a nice. They take these she, dogs to Las Vegas. They take these dogs in strollers. They take these dogs everywhere. Yeah, that's part of the problem. I mean, yeah, they're not that's treating what I the. Said. Put them on a leash, get them walking. That's right. That's right. You got dogs are dogs. Dogs are not people. Dogs don't belong in strollers. That's insane. Yeah. That's kooky. I mean, they put pajamas I... on these dogs. They put everything in here. I'm combing them out. Hey, Joey, I, I went to a wedding in New Jersey one time when I was a kid. I was outside, and this lady comes up to me. It was under a tent. Rich people were having it. This lady comes up to me in a stroller, with a stroller. She says, you want to see my babies? And I go, sure. And she pulls back the uh, blanket. She's got these two miniature little white things in there, little poo-poo, foo-foo dogs. And I'm like, this, that was you? this lady's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't do that. They are leashes, and they walk. Mm-hmm. Dogs need to see, be I have, walked, a, yeah. I have a stroller, guys. I hate this. So, so does Judy. And Judy, Judy walk. Puppy and Puppy's doing good now. Oh, well, I that's good. I to let you know that, too. The training and the thyroid thing, and he's losing weight, so we're getting him to walk more, and now he's doing great. Oh, good job, Violet. The owner called me yesterday and said, Oh, that's good. Can I have a cheeseburger for him? I said, Can you have a cheeseburger? That's I love him. Violet's got these people wound up around you her face. She's in charge. I, and I called, and I hung up. I said, you call me back, and you tell me what that cheeseburger's going to do. That's right. Good for you, Violet. You go, girl. Hey, thanks well, for okay, your... Okay, so I'll just give him his regular. I said, you better. <laughs> hey, Violet, we, we enjoy hearing from you. Thank you for calling. Please stay in touch. one 405 8405 Now, Judy, of course, walks her dog around the block. In a in a little pink stroller, I believe is what it is. Oh, no. People always That's... turn their head. No, only when I it have a bu- rains or something. She walks. <laughs> I have a blue one, but you know my dog walks. But we had an incident um, a couple of years ago. Um, um, my older my oldest one, Miles, and uh, Miles is twelve now. And we went to it. We went to a car show, and you know you go up and down. It was like a big parking lot event. And after going down 
three aisles. The dog just flat out just laid down and wouldn't move anymore. Refused to. No matter what, just said, that's it. I'm not going. So I had to carry the dog. And you know what it's like um, when it's a little bit warm out? And even though it's a small dog, you got to now carry the dog the rest of the way. So that's when we said, that's it. I'm getting a stroller. But here's the that's funny thing. Now that they got the stroller, the dog doesn't want to stay in the stroller. You know, the dog wants to keep getting out. So. Joey but that dog is going to stay in that stroller. <laughs> I break all your rules, don't I? Oh, you yeah, bet. you sure do. <laughs> I was going to say what Joey's not telling you is he laid down during the second aisle. The dog, the dog laid down. The dog the carried aisle. me. Well, that's why the dog was tired because I rode the dog down the first two aisles. Is what I didn't tell you. Grab yourself a pen and paper. Write this number down: one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That's toll-free to all of us here at Animal Radio. I thought you were going to give me the lottery numbers. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Scoop Free. This is the automatic litter that we use here at the Animal Radio Studios. We we have a few cats. How many? I, I don't know what the latest tally is. I, I can't 200? count them all because they just move around from room to room, and I think I got them, and I don't know if I'm counting them twice. We we're got, hoarders here at Animal Radio. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought we'd let you know that. We use the ultra litter because... I can't possibly clean all those litters out all day long. You would get, uh, what, carpal tunnel? Carpal tunnel, tunnel or, or like Paula Poundstone, the comedian. I'd start shaking my arm and people would think I had some kind of disease. You'll actually take the cartridge out about every month out of one of the litters and mm-hmm. then just drop it dr- directly into the trash. You don't have to deal with it whatsoever and then mm. just pop a new cartridge in. I don't deal with it during the month at all. Here's your chance to get this litter with a 90-day money-back guarantee, a one-year limited product warranty. You will love it and free ship. And $20 off your first subscription order. Go on over to scoopfree.com. That's scoopfree.com. And of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. This is the litter with the little cover. If they want privacy, it comes off. If they don't want privacy, you know, cats have their their preferences. Mm-hmm. It also has the counter that lets you know how many times they've been urinating inside the litter. And this is good for tracking uh, urinary infections and, and tracking their health in general. The scoop-free litter. Yes. I was going to say, Doc Halligan brought up a good point uh, last week when she was on about um, pregnant women. When you're not supposed to touch the litter, this is great. Oh, yes. If you're pregnant. Don't get rid of the cat. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. Thinking of flying to Florida with Fido? Lisa Weisberg from the ASPCA says the safest place for your pet is under your seat in the main cabin. Be sure your pet is properly identified with your contact information. A checkup with the vet is always a good idea. Some short-nosed breeds like pugs and bulldogs have trouble getting enough air in flight. Contact your travel agent to find out what animal health documents might be required where you're going. You'll also want to get your pet familiar with the carrying case by letting them spend some relaxing, non-flying time in there. For more information, you and Fido can log on to www.aspca.org slash travel tips. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. 
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Valentine's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing deal. One dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 999. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. The price of roses will skyrocket during Valentine's week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. Plus, pick any delivery date and it's guaranteed. One dozen stunning assorted roses sent fresh from the fields, guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99. And will include a free vase with every order. Remember, the price of roses can double, even triple next week. And this incredible deal expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to visit proflowers.com. Click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 999. That's proflowers.com. Secret code 999. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. We've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Workers in the Great Ape House at the Smithsonian's National Zoo, they found a new socially engaging outlet for their six orangutans. You won't believe this, but they're using an iPad. Animal keeper Becky Malinsky says the idea comes from a nonprofit called Apps for Apes, which uses the program in 13 other zoos worldwide. One of the purposes of us using these, or allowing the ranks to use these iPads is for enrichment, for mental and physical stimulation. Uh, These animals are extraordinarily intelligent, so keeping them mentally stimulated is really important. Malinsky says the National Zoo started last year with a donated iPad, and their orangutan's repertoire has now grown to more than 10 apps, including musical instruments and cognitive games. She says the program is also important for nurturing conservation because it lets visitors make a connection in seeing the apes use the same technology that we use every day. I don't have an iPad yet, okay? Just so you know. All right, he's back. Some people living on the um, Umatilla Indian Reservation in Oregon are pretty sure that they've been listening to Bigfoot for the past month or so. An employee at the Tribal Housing Authority told the Oregonian that they started getting reports about loud cries coming from a swamp on the reservation back in December. Some are attributing the spooky noises to the legendary ape-like humanoid, who is part of the locals' tribal traditions and spiritual beliefs. But wildlife program manager Carl Shearler says it's more likely that the source is a slightly more common animal, like a fox or a cougar. He explains that mixed with the echoing nature of the swamp and surrounding canyons, cougars' breeding calls can be absolutely hair-raising. 
Well, what was supposed to be a chicken adoption turned into a chicken robbery in Colorado. According to the Denver Post, Grant Family Farms hosted this three-day hen-again adoption drive to help save a bankrupt farm and the lives of thousands of chickens. However, a local newspaper printed the wrong address in an advertisement for the event. Well, that caused a number of people to show up at the wrong end of the farm. The lost adopters started taking chickens without realizing the mistake. And Hennigan head Teresa Redman Ott said that carloads of people left with fowl that weren't up for adoption. She's crying foul about that, right? Bada bing, bada boom. I'll be in the Catskills next week. Redmond Ott says that they use social media to tell people about the mix-up, and she's pretty sure that people will return the chickens that were supposed to leave. I'm Stacy Cohen. Uh, get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. This is Judy from Animal. Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. So you want to stop smoking. Well, here's what I want you to do. Go to a drugstore and take a stop smoking product off the shelf. Go to the cashier and tell them you don't want to pay for the product. You just want to try it first. And if and only if it works, will you then come back and pay for it? Well, if you did this, you probably would be arrested. But as silly as this sounds, this is exactly what the smoke-free try it before you buy it free offer is. Take down this phone number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-426-6175. That's 1-800-426-6175. When you call, you will get the smoke-free complete all-natural stop smoking program. This program includes a 28-day supply of the smoke-free capsules, a stop smoking manual, a DVD and CD support program, and a bottle of weight loss capsules, just in case you are worried about gaining weight while you are trying to quit. Again, you will get to try all this free, a $130 value by simply paying a small shipping and handling fee. Call smoke-free at 1-800-426-6175. That's 1-800-426-6175. This is a limited-time offer, so call 1-800-426-6175 today. Animal Radio. Alan, tell the listeners the story you were just telling me during the commercial. I was in the park for soccer. My dog's just sitting there behaving himself. And this guy says, can I pet your dog? Comes up. And I go, sure. And he right away he starts going, oh, what a good little dog. It's so cute. You know, just acting like an idiot. And, of course, my dog's getting juiced on that energy and wants to climb all over him. And I'm going, hey, Rudy, sit down. 
And so he does. And I go, dude, you can't pet a dog like that, okay? You just can't. And he goes, the iron, he goes, he goes, I came over because your dog was so calm and well-behaved. And I go, yeah, there's, there's a reason for that. And he goes, well, you know, I, I don't believe in having dogs on leashes. I got three labs. They're not on leashes. And I go, well, where are they? He goes, well, they're home. I go, well, why don't do you bring them places? He goes, no, I can't bring them anywhere. They're out of control. They jump on people. They might knock an old lady or a kid down. And I go, well, are you hearing what you're saying? Are you listening to your own words? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's really frustrating to deal with people. They're stupid. The um, trainers have the same problems that the groomers have. It's yeah. worse. I was training this with one dog for a friend, a German Shepherd mix, and I had the prong collar on him. And this lady comes over to me, and she goes, what is that, a macho thing? And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, that's so cruel. That collar is so cruel. And I go, oh, really? I go, and I take it off. I put it on myself. And I say, here, pull it. doesn't hurt me, and I don't have any fur. She goes, I don't care. That's still mean. Same thing. I go, do you have a dog? She says, yes. I go, where's your dog? Oh, at home. I don't bring him anywhere. He's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, just a couple of days away from Westminster. In fact, uh, Monday and Tuesday, Westminster goes down in New York. Every year we talk to Jerry Grimick. We'll talk to him in just a few minutes. But there is a brand new book out. The book is called Dog Show Confidential, Sneaking in the Back Door of Westminster. And the author, Connie Newcomb, is our guest. Hi, Connie. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Very good. Well, first of all, tell us about your dog. What kind of dog do you have? The one that I'm showing this year? You're selling the dog. Showing. Oh, <laughs> showing. Showing, showing. Okay. Yes, the one that you're showing. I have a smooth coat chihuahua named Bill, and he is a champion, and he will be the dog I'm taking to Westminster. How much does he weigh? He weighs five pounds. Is this your first year showing, or how many years have you shown? This will be my third year showing a dog. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit of how you got into it and what's so alarming about uh, what's going on in Westminster and, and all these dog shows. All the gossip, the good stuff, yeah, the juicy the, stuff. The stuff we want to hear. Well, um, I got started four or five years ago now, and I had a friend who asked me to help her out by showing one of her little chihuahuas, and I knew absolutely nothing, and the dog was pretty much as crazy as a little dog could be. She was very difficult to show. She wouldn't cooperate, but I fell in love with her, and um, I did manage to make her a champion. Mm. And uh, then I, I just kind of got addicted to it. Mm. And I got another chihuahua, and I showed him at Westminster, and I've managed to finish four champions and one grand champion, and uh, Bill is only a few points away from being a grand champion. Mm. So uh, it's pretty exciting. What kind of backstabbing's going on? See, I want the yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I want to know what's Everything, going on behind mostly, the scenes. Because, I mean, the I book is it. called Dog Show Confidential, right? Yeah. It looks so smooth yes, on TV when you see it, but the, the people well, cheat it, and do little... It is, it is very political. I mean, the professional handlers always have the advantage. Um, you can buy the judges? Yeah, because you know, everybody knows everybody. It's a surprisingly small community. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, there are a few handlers I try to professionals i kind of steer clear of you know the kind that want to get in your way and scare your dog a little bit throw bait around the ring i mean it happens what do they do we want names we want names girl names <laughs> well i know you know see i have to live in this world so i can't give out names <laughs> but you wrote a book about it but yeah, you don't list I names was nice though okay. I was, it was no. it's a nice book i didn't say anything to me we heard that lady gaga smuggled herself in last year in a pregnant saint bernard is that true <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't hear that one, but that sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know who's in there uh, is, uh, doesn't Patty Hearst, the infamous Patty Hearst, doesn't she show a dog? Yes, yes. I've uh, been at shows many times with Patty. Um, the first time, my, because the friend of mine also 
that taught, you know, brought me into dog shows, she has French bulldogs, and Patty Hearst has French bulldogs. Uh-huh. So I went to a show, this was several years ago, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, at, I'm helping her with her French bulldogs, and I'm looking at this woman, and I'm thinking, he looks familiar. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Patty Hearst. <laughs> there she is with her French bulldogs. And she was like very casual, jeans, hooded sweatshirt, no makeup, and she looked, and she's beautiful in person. She really is. And she's very nice. She's a very nice, friendly lady, and she's, she's at all the dog shows. She usually shows up with her bodyguard, though. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> now, have you I, ever seen... Good, I'm sorry, Jude. Go ahead. I was just going to say, have you ever seen any incidents backstage where, like, people go at it against each other? I mean, they just get riled up, and they're, and they're mad, and they're throwing things at each other and screaming at each other, stuff oh, like that? Oh, screaming. Certain people don't get along, and you just steer clear. But, you know, everybody, it's, it's a very uh, competitive sport. I mean, it really is. People want to win, even though you don't win anything. But a lot of these handlers, boy, they, you know, they want to win, and you got to I've prepared it. some show dogs um, for, in the grooming world um, because the world's do collide, and I've seen a lot. I mean, the dog show world, I've seen it get vicious at times, but it's funny because when they know the judges, some of these um, handlers know the judges that are out there, and I'm going to give you a good little story. They, they, there was this one gentleman who was um, a womanizer. So one of the, um, the one of the women that were in the ring, she wore a very, very low cut top, and it was so low, he was trying to look down her top so hard that he fell over, and it was so, it was so obvious it was it was so obvious it was, it was unbelievable, and also a handler that I know very well. Um, he's out in the Netherlands and he handles um, terriers. And he went to a show in Italy, and the Italians are very very political in, in the dog show world. Usually, no one wins unless you are Italian. And they put him up best in show with his. Um, I think he had a smooth um, fox um, terrier, and the um, the the army had to escort him out of the country because they wanted to kill him. And that's that's a true story. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, can, yeah. it can get pretty ugly. I mean, there's there's a lot of very strong personalities going on. Well, the book is called Dog Show Confidential, Sneaking in the Back Door of Westminster. Our guest, Connie Newcomb, is the author, and I have ten copies, nine copies? Nine copies, Nine yes, copies I to want. give away right now at one 405 If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to your bookstore or order it on Amazon.com. Connie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And good luck with Bill. Oh, thank you very much. We'll be watching and rooting. Okay, great. <laughs> thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Um, Joey, you, you gave us funny? better dirt than she did. Yeah, that's what I was, oh, I was thinking. The, you had a better no, story. Let me tell you, I have I have some great dirt. The dog show world, the grooming world, the people are just nuts. The dog show world is is vicious. I mean, there's some things that that you would laugh, and and there's a lot of things that you hear that are just despicable. Like um, a newfie um, had his um, leg um, sticking out of one of the crates, and 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 one of the other newfie handlers broke the dog's leg, so we couldn't compete. You are kidding um, me. No, that's that's the yeah, that's that's the that's oh, the truth, man. and um. The dog show world is, is, is real, especially, especially in Europe. In Europe and Russia, it's taken extremely serious. It is here, but not as, as viciously, um, competitive as it is over there. It's crazy. It really That's is. Sick. And it's funny. It's so political that, and she's right. It's a circle. And some people will not go in the ring because they know that there's no chance, no matter how good that their dog is, that that judge is putting up their dog because their friends and cronies are in the ring that they do business with. It's it's very, very political. Yeah, who wants to be involved with that? <laughs> well, like you know what? You just got to know who you're going up against. And that's it's kind of become accepted. They People will go in the ring when they know that there's a judge that's favorable to their you know, um, dog. 
I just that? wish there was something that existed in this world that people didn't corrupt. You know, just do the, obey the rules, and and the best man win. That's what that's what I'd like, like to the, see. The, the, the mafia. I can't the think mafia. of anything. They got a, they got a code of rules, and you know what? You don't break them. God bless that mafia. Yeah, that's thank right. goodness they're there for a, a beacon of hope for us all. Yes. Connection with our pets. It's toll free. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. In for Dr. Debbie this week, Doc Halligan. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Villani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. We are going to line three, which we've neglected today. And we have David. Hey, David, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good. I have Joey Volani. Let's all bow. Dog father Joey Volani here for you. All right. What's going on there, David? You having a shedding problem or something? Yes, sir. I'm having shedding problems with both my dogs, and I was just wondering if you had any advice that I could, that could help with the problem. Now, you have you, you have two dogs? Yes, sir. I have okay, a, what kind of... it's a, a Dachshund mix, and then the other one is a Rat Terrier, both short hair. Okay, so the Dachshund mix is a short hair. It's not a wire hair, correct? Yes, sir. This is a, this is an easy fix. Um, what you're gonna do is you're gonna go to your local um, you know pet store in town, okay? You're gonna ask for a rubber curry brush. Now it's going to be sometimes they're round, sometimes they're rectangular. They could be square, but they're gonna it's 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 almost like a massage brush is what it looks like. It's gonna have just rubber um, dense bristles, um, real tight together. And what you're going to do is you're going to run that over the dog's coat, almost as if you're giving the dog a massage. Your pet's going to like it. You're going to run it down the back, down the legs, down the side. You are going to be surprised because when you first look at this brush, you're going to say, what is he talking about? This dog, this isn't going to do anything, but trust me. It's going to pull out so much hair in the first few strokes of, of, of the brush, you're going to be surprised. You do that for a little while, I'm going to say each day, until you get to a point where the shedding is tolerated, and then basically you can get away with doing it once a week do it on both dogs the other good thing about it is their coat's going to come in real shiny they're going to look better and you're going to be a hell of a lot happier okay what is that brush called again joey what is that called it's a rubber curry brush it's um it's just it's just a um when you when you look at it, it almost looks like a chew toy um but it's um you know has these real short dense rubber bristles that are probably, I'm going to say, a, um, they're round, probably about an eighth of an inch round in diameter. And you just rub that over the dog, and, and it pulls, it just pulls it right out. Okay. Is that like curry, like C-U-R-R-Y, like the, the spice? Yeah, it was spelled the same way, actually, yes. That's so cool, man. I learned so much from this show. Uh, well, I, I hope that. I, I, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to say I hope it helps. I know it's going to help. So okay. there you go. Thank you. All right, call one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's toll free to connect with the Dream Team right now. Coming up next hour, we're going to talk to a veterinary oncologist. I'm going to ask him why there's so much cancer in our pets. I look at the common denominator. I mean, why is there so little cancer in certain countries? And the and the thing I came up with is corn. It's in everything, and it's especially in dog food. It's the number one ingredient in most dog foods. So, I I don't give my dog any corn. 
Yeah, well, I'm having an allergic reaction to something in a hair, skin, or um, bodily product, and uh, so I'm all all for believing chemicals uh, that we ingest that that are on us. All of that plays a role with, uh, you know. Oh yeah, they're killing us. Such. Yeah, they're killing us. All for my vanity. <laughs> <laughs> Watching last week some report on the internet on something they're doing to food, and I'm like, me and my wife were talking. They're, they're just, they're killing us. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Free 1 405 It is Animal Radio, and we celebrate our connection with our pets every day. Of the news right around the corner, what do you got going on, Stacey? Well, I don't know how much dog licenses are where you live, but I know where I live, they're like 20 bucks. And if your dog isn't neutered, then it's 40 bucks. What would you think of 700 bucks to register your dog? <laughs> wow. wow. Well, there's a New Jersey city that's thinking about it. I'll tell you more coming up on Animal Radio News. And I believe we are going to go to line three. Am I correct? They're all blinking. Line three. Let's go to James. Hey, James, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Um, Lodgepole, Nebraska. Oh, wow. Do you live there? (laughs) Uh, Yes, actually, I'm a a wheat farmer here. A wheat farmer? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, wheat farmer. I am. Um, I've got a huge uh, wheat and corn farm out here. So, um, but the question I was calling you guys about this is, uh, I just actually saved two uh, sugar gliders or got two um, sugar gliders from a, a you know a rescue. What? what what's and, a sugar um, rider? Or sugar glider? What is that? I don't know. It's a little marsupial. They're like about the size of the palm of your hand, a little marsupial, and uh, big eyes, um, very interesting little characters. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> yeah, they're really, really interesting, and, and a lot of fun, actually. And I, I'm, the, the last family, really, I don't believe, was giving them the, the attention they needed and the, and the love and everything they needed. But the question I have for you guys is that, should I get the, these two boys neutered? I, I've done some research online, and... It's kind of a yes and no. Um, I, if I do, is it, is it is it bad for them? I mean, or is it good for them? And also about when should I do it? You know, they're still in the the stage, not really knowing me too well, and we're still mm-hmm. bonding. Uh, what's your, what's yeah, your thoughts? You- well, I definitely, for sugar gliders, I, I definitely recommend to neuter the boys. We don't do the girls, but gen, well, we can, but we generally do the boys. And, um, as long as they have their, their, their goods in place, um, it's, it, we can do it. So most of these guys, once they come for their first pet exams, we can talk about doing that. The, the reason that it's, it's actually quite easy to neuter sugar gliders is that they're 
testicles basically are on a little stalk. And so they uh, kind of hang away from the body. So it, it makes it very easy to ex- access the area. And uh, here at my office, what we generally do is we do this with laser surgery. So it helps to minimize bleeding. Um, the biggest, and I'd say the one thing we really watch after neutering these little guys is that um, they tend to chew themselves. So we're really aggressive about making sure we use pain medication um, and even just kind of putting like a Novocaine block at the area where we um, do the surgery. That's probably the biggest downside to things. But I, I wouldn't say that. I think I think it will definitely help make them more um, apt to be uh, affectionate and, uh, you know, kind of takes down a little bit of that aggression that we can get with them. So um, for making them better pets, I say absolutely. Um, if you need to give them a little bit more time to bond to you, I, I think that's great. Um, but I don't see a reason that, you know, you'd, you'd have to wait um, because it definitely helps them in the long run. And, and just, just out of curiosity, what is the normal cost of uh, neutering animals? Is it really expensive or fairly cheap? You know, it is going to depend a bit on what kind of veterinary availability you have in your area. And I'd have to tell you that um, sugar gliders are certainly a little bit more of truly what we'd call the exotic breeds. So, you know, for some folks, they may not feel comfortable handling them or they may just not have the equipment to deal with them. Um, and, and certainly, you know, like I mentioned, you know, here at my office, we have uh, laser surgery, which is really neat for some of these little guys. So you, you're going to potentially run into um, a little bit more of a uh, cost factor with that. Um, and I would have to say that here at our office, I think neutering these guys is maybe just a, a hair over a hundred bucks. Um, but in some facilities, it could actually be as much as a couple hundred, just because of you know not having uh, the a lot of other competition in the area for them. But we see so many of these critters that you know it's not necessarily a big deal for us. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I uh, just want them to be happy. So that's that's about it. So, yeah. Well, I, I and you know what? So much for your information. It really helped out. Sure, I'm glad. And you know, I wanted to mention that sugar gliders are definitely an, a, an animal that you got to have a lot of time for them. So it's unfortunate if the other family didn't spend a lot of time because they really, I've had some of these little guys where they will actually just kind of shut down. If they're not getting love, affection, they won't eat. So, um, you know, thank you so much for, you know, taking them on. And, uh, they're curious little creatures, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for your call, well, James. I appreciate they're your call. They're with me right now. They are ride they? with me all day in the tractor. They drive in the so. tractor with you. Wow. That's great. Yeah, the tractor drives itself, so I just sit here and look at them in their little pouch thing, and they, they chill out and look around all the big windows and stuff occasionally. They wow. Fly around, you know, fly around on things. Well, thank, good day. thank you for your call today. So, Dr. Debbie, are these animals that need to be kept inside? Do they keep them in the cage? How much room do they need? I'm trying to get an idea. Yeah, they definitely need a cage, and they're, they're climbers, so they definitely need um, big, wide cages. Um, we've got to have a lot of hiding places for them. And, and, you know, they eat a various diet, so they'll eat fruits, vegetables. They need a lot of protein in their diet, so they'll eat little bugs, um, boiled eggs, things like that. Um, but they do take a lot of, a lot of attention, and um, sometimes they are people get them for when they have kids, and it's not always the best thing if the kids aren't comfortable handling them. Um, they do some really interesting little sounds. Um, it's something called crabbing, so it kind of goes... <laughs> and um, So when they're unhappy, they make this sound, and a lot of people do, ooh. So, you know, it just takes, you know, with, with kids for them to get used to them um, and, uh, you know, not freak out. I, I still kind of freak out sometimes when they do that because it catches you off guard with this little alien sound that they make. <laughs> <laughs> they sound absolutely adorable. We'll put a picture up over at the website at animalradio.com for a sugar glider call here at Animal Radio. 
you uh, can call us with your flamingo questions, your iguana questions, whatever. We have the basis covered, of course. Dr. Debbie practices in Las Vegas, so there's a lot of weird animals out there. You know that. And, yeah, uh, you know me. Uh, we've had raccoons and potbelly pigs in today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quite a practice. And, of course, you probably had to get some extra schooling for that, didn't you? To some degree, yeah, but a lot of it is kind of where you end up. And in Las Vegas, of course, we see a lot of uh, interesting and different animals, so it's kind of where most of my learning has occurred. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. We do have some email. Actually, we got email and Facebook posts. You can uh, go over and like us over at Facebook at Animal Radio. And we have a question on Facebook for Alan. And I'm going to pass it on to you, Alan, here. I'll read it, too. I have an American Pit Bull Terrier. This is Kyra. No, this is Ashley. She she writes, Ashley writes, I have an American Pit Bull Terrier. (laughs) What's her name? What what does she have? Yeah, who? Just shy of three years old, and she has extreme car anxiety. That is uh, the Pit Bull Terrier, not Ashley. Uh, She loves to go out, but when she gets in the car, she starts panting, drooling, and pacing. She can't get comfortable. She goes on long trips. She needs to be given medicines like clonidine. Clonidine, is that how you say that? Still won't relax her. She's also tried the Thunder shirt, which helps a little, but she still has high anxiety. What can we do to help her? Alan. you gotta got to get a deer to sit next to her. That's the first thing. <laughs> you know, that's a common problem, and it happens a lot. I'm going to write Ashley a detailed explanation. But in general, dogs make associations. So if something bad happens to a dog when they're in a certain circumstance or instance, they associate that with uh, unpleasant things. So you have to change the association from something unpleasant to pleasant. And the best way to start is to take the dog in the car when you're not going anywhere and just sit there mellow, don't talk, give the dog treats. And when the dog lays down and is very mellow, you reward the dog by petting the dog, saying, good dog, good dog, give him a treat. You know, just like you do with Joey, you know, when Joey goes on a so long car trip. So just the same thing, so- huh? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So when the dog, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta elaborate on this. So when the yes. when you take yes. the dog in the car, is the car running? Are you driving, or are you just in the driveway sitting there? No, you take it in steps. You know, first thing you do is you just sit in the driveway with the dog, and you do it for a couple of weeks till you notice the dog is calm and looks at the car as, hey, this is cool. I'm getting rewards. I'm getting pet. Then you start it up and sit there with the dog. You don't go anywhere. And as soon as the dog is mellow and associating the car with a good thing, you take the dog to a fun place. The first place you should go is someplace fun okay because then the dog starts to associate the car with good so you take the dog to the dog park or for a walk or to play in the park anywhere good and you do that for about two three weeks and over time with patience and persistence and you being calm your dog will start to associate the car with great stuff instead of being afraid that's how you do it. You know, you're right, because my wife did that that with me. We used to sit in the driveway, and then she would take me somewhere to eat, and then we would go to Neiman Marcus. And then I realized, okay, now, you know what, I'm, I'm screwed now, but we're already there. Okay, so the trick is feed them first before you take them shopping. Okay, I got yes, it. That's yes, it. That, that's, I got yes, it. absolutely. You can uh, send your questions to us via email at yourvoice at animalradio.com or over at our Facebook page, or just give us a holler at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 
Uh, this one just came into your voice at AnimalRadio.com for Alan. Uh, Jim Thornton writes, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I have a three-year-old Min Pin, and my daughter just brought home a kitten. Rowdy, that's my dog, is stalking the kitty now. I'm afraid the kitten might become a Scooby snack. Any ideas? <laughs> well, my idea, real real quick, is to get a child gate and raise it about six, seven inches above the floor so that the kitten always has a place to go and escape to. And then just let the kitten be introduced to the dog slowly. If the dog can't be around the kitten, make sure the kitten has a lot of places that she can escape to. And also put the litter box where the kitten can go and, and undisturbed because if she's traumatized, she won't be able to go to the bathroom. So you gotta introduce the dog to the kitten slowly. And of course, you gotta be a pack leader. You gotta be in control. And when the dog exhibits behavior that you don't like, that's aggressive towards the kitten, you have to reprimand him with a correction. And when the dog starts laying down and being mellow around the the kitten you reward the dog so you teach the dog the behaviors you want by giving your dog affection that's how you teach a dog what's right appropriate and what you'll put up with as a pack leader so just remember get the child gate so the kitten has a place to go and bring the dog slowly around the cat maybe start about six seven feet away just stand there and over time bring the dog closer and closer and closer until the dog is just mellow and desensitized and understands that the the kitten is a, a member of the pack and and uh, you know subordinate but still a member of the pack and is not going anywhere that's that's how i would do it it takes time it's always persistence time and you have to be patient to teach dogs anything nothing works overnight you got to take your time celebrating our connection with our pets this is animal radio here are your hosts al abrams and judy francis and this hour we'll be talking to jerry grimack Doggy concierge at the hotel pen as we kick off Westminster. That is uh, tomorrow and Tuesday. Of course, all those dogs there at Westminster all have these special requests, like special foods that they want. And that's his job, to get them all. Also this hour, we'll talk to Dr. Gerald Post. He is a uh, oncologist, animal oncologist. Tell us a little bit about the misconceptions of cancer and that it's not a death sentence for your animal. There's hope. There is hope for that. Uh, let's uh, go to line. Have we even given line six any attention today whatsoever? I didn't know we had a line six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's, that's probably why. Yeah, let's go to line hey, three. Hey, Dana, are you there? Yes. I, we had no idea this line existed and that you were here. How can we help you? Well, we have a, um, know, he's probably eight, or, uh, eight nine years old now, a, a big black shelter rescue uh cat and uh i think he was abused as a, as a infant and probably abandoned for a while the shelter couldn't get rid of him for the longest time until we took him in under our wing he used to bite but we broke him of that he's been getting along fine with our other you know rescue cats for for the longest time we've had two or three that have come and gone and uh but just recently my my daughter uh, had to bring her cat here to live, and when he first came here six months ago, he was just full of all kind of vim and vigor, and he was running all around and playing and having a ball. and And the, and the black cat was tolerating him, and he wasn't happy, but he was tolerating. Him. Now he just just abuses him, terrible, chases him, makes he hides all day long. He doesn't dare come out, mm-hmm. and we don't know what to do with the black cat. Okay, so I have a couple quick questions for you because there's a lot that goes into kitty dynamics when we're talking behavior. So you said both of these guys are male and they're both neutered, correct? Both neutered, yes. 
Okay. Now, are there other cats or dogs in the home? Yes, there's there's one other cat. Her name is Shadow. She's another rescue cat. She came just a little bit before uh, before Bear. She's well, she's female. And, okay. Uh, also, okay. and she she just doesn't she doesn't care one way or the other about anything. You know, cats can come and cats can go and people can visit, and she just she's just here. Okay, so what a minute. I need to know a little bit more. When the when the younger kitten, um, when that one um, before an attack happens, what is that cat doing? Hiding. What, what hiding? Okay, and then the black cat um, will, will hunt him down, and then the the kitten gets scared and he runs to go upstairs and hide, and the black cat attacks him and chases him and beats him up. Okay, and an, an attack is basically him chasing him. Um, is there any actually um, injuries, any bites that have occurred as as a result of this, or it's more the chase that's happening? I haven't noticed any bites. Have you, Mary? Mm-hmm. No, okay. this is just chasing and scratching and pulling a little hair here and there. Okay, so the challenge is that um, with kitties, there's a lot of different reasons why we will have inner cat aggression issues. And, and with you, I, I think we've got a lot more to get into that... I might not be able to delve into every aspect of, but in general, when we talk about cats in the house that aren't getting along, you know, they can, they can have fights over territory. Um, it might be because of a social hierarchy. Um, it actually can even be just uh, practicing play behaviors and predatory behaviors. Um, and sometimes it's out of fear. So in this situation, what, at least to simplify things, um, there's a couple steps that I would definitely do for you. Um, the first thing is in the, on the aggressor kitty, um, we need to give the little guy a forewarning. Um, so I usually recommend putting a bell, a bell collar on the aggressor cat. And that at least gives the other guy a little bit of warning here. Um, some other ways that you can get the older guy more adjusted to accepting the young guy would be to share uh, litter boxes or resources, or even sometimes I'll just take towels and rub the cat's scent and then take the other cat and rub that other cat's scent on it. And it, it's a way to try to help them kind of become more tolerant of the at least the sense of smell of that other kitty in the area. Um, but with this, these kind of dynamics, um, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to look at in the environment and for a three-cat household, we need to be making sure you've got ample resources. So yeah, four um, litter boxes, and they've okay. all kind of they all use each other's. You know, if you watch them, they they they've yeah. been doing that for the whole six months. And they, good, good, and and it's even more than the litter boxes. So a resource for a cat can be a food water bowl. It could be a perching spot. It can be a human. So for some cats, especially those that are really kind of just intimidated by a bully cat, um, they may be afraid to even seek out those resources. Even if you're not seeing attacks occurring, there's nonverbal communication that these kitties are having. And sometimes it can, it can even be the fearful kitty, just their bodily motions. So the ears going back, they're crouching down, they're looking fearful, and that can actually even trigger an attack. They're acting scared. You wouldn't think that would cause a problem, but it actually can. So a cat that is more dominant may actually pounce on that. So um, for my recommendation, I'm going to suggest to keep these guys separated unless we can really supervise them, work on adding these resources, put that cat bell on, and then you know you may need to talk to your veterinarian about um, potentially medicating the adult cat. The first thing I would do is certainly do a good thorough exam, make sure there's nothing, anything physically wrong that might be making him more cranky about the youngster. Um, but sometimes the aggressor will medicate them with a uh, type of an antidepressant, um, behavior-modifying drug, and that can help to kind of decrease some of their um, t- 
tendency to attack. Um, so that might be helpful as well. Um, and then really, really, really making sure that we're um, also being aware of the other cat. So even though your third cat's not in on the mix of things, you know, there's the more personalities in the household you add with cats, the more chance we're going to run into these problems. Um, so also be wary of that kitty and make sure that she's um, doing okay. She can lay down and sleep next to either one of them, and nobody cares. Yeah. You know, that's the weird thing about her. She's just she's just as docile and quiet and uh, you know, but but what we always gotta remember is cats are individuals and and I, know. I always go back to, to my old college roommates and some of us got along really super well and you know some of us didn't or or maybe there was one that just kinda irked everybody. So cats have to go through these same kind of personality um situations and they have to deal with that. So um some are more prone to being protective or territorial of areas and others could care less and share the house and all the goods. So so um, that's where I think we're definitely going to need to work on your adult cat. And the other thing is making sure we're scheduling your um, adult male with a little bit of extra playtime. Um, and just like Alan always talks about getting uh, dogs out and exercising them if we're having behavioral problems, same thing for this cat. Um, so we might get him out and you know play with the fishing pole toys, get some of the interactive frolly cat toys going, something to expend energy and those predatory responses that you know maybe he's directing at the other cat and um, we can give him an outlet to kind of burn up some of that energy and that drive we'll give that a shot but he doesn't he doesn't he never played much when you know the, the older cat even when we first brought got him home he he's always been kind of in well we had a, a female an older female um, um, version that uh, just little five pounds this guy's 15 16 pounds she was about five pounds and she never took a bit of crap from him whatsoever Mm-hmm. You know, they got along, but she, you know, she, if he tried to intimidate her at all, boy, she, she really went after him. She was the boss. And then she yeah. died. I don't know, it's yeah. just been different since then. That was a big dynamic, I think. Yeah, and the social hierarchies are going to change when the personalities change. So, so don't don't discount the the benefit of getting this guy active and scheduling playtime. Even if he doesn't and hasn't played in the past, if you can give that opportunity and that activity for him to do, um, you know, it's an outlet. It, it may help save your other kitty from having the tendency of getting um, pounced upon. So, just keep that in mind and uh, you know, let us know how that goes. Um, a lot of work to do there, though. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is. Totally free to the dream team you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more Valentine's Day is next week, and ProFlowers is offering an amazing deal. One dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to ProFlowers.com, click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 999. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. The price of roses will skyrocket during Valentine's week. Order now from ProFlowers to get huge savings, plus pick any delivery date and it's guaranteed. One dozen stunning assorted roses sent fresh from the fields guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 and will include a free vase with every order. Remember, the price of roses can double, even triple next week and this incredible deal expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to visit ProFlowers.com. Click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 999. That's ProFlowers.com secret code 999. 
This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. On the big show today, we're going to be talking to Jerry Grimek. Now, those of you that are old animal radio listeners or young animal radio listeners, you've been listening for a while, you know Jerry Grimek works at the Hotel Penn. He's the doggy concierge there, and his Westminster kicks off Monday and Tuesday. He gets a lot of strange requests. We'll find out what those are all about. You know what? The cool thing about Westminster is New York really embraces it. I mean, they even turn the Empire State Building purple, the color of Westminster. And you go down any street that's um, within a probably a 10-block radius of, of the garden, and um, there's doggy banners all over the place. And that's they cool. really, really embrace it. I stayed in that hotel when it was the Hilton, when it was a Hilton. Really? I don't even remember that. That was a long time ago. And I worked in the Iron Horse Restaurant in Penn Station as a cook. Really? Yeah. My dad managed that place. It was a Horn and Hard Art Automat, the Dolphin Bar. Upstairs was the Iron Horse Restaurant, and uh, there was also a snack bar. So it was an upstairs and downstairs bar restaurant. He managed the whole thing. Uh, let's see. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, you've heard the saying, oh, they have an app for that. Sure. Well, they do. They have an app for apes. There's some zoos that are, apes are using iPads. I'm serious. <laughs> I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I'll just stop. There leave you go. Dead silence there for you. Wow. Did you get this guy for this weekend with the, the New Zealand guy? No, he's, no. he's going to be next weekend? Yeah, he's the guy that wants to get rid of the cats, all the cats permanently in New Zealand. So Gareth we're Morgan. Speak to him next yeah. weekend. He wants a New Zealand free of cats that threaten the native birds. And he set up a, white, a website called Cats to Go. Uh, which has a little picture of a cat on the front, or a kitten with red devil horns. He doesn't want people to euthanize their pets. He just wants them to get rid of them or not get them at all. Apparently, New Zealand... So what does he want, to go extinct? No, yeah. Well, what he wants to do is, is if you just keep your pet cat, and then when he dies, don't replace, don't get any more cats. Yeah. Just let them all die out, and that'll oh, be the end of okay. it. Yeah, New, New Zealand boasts the highest cat ownership rates in the world, so he is know that. quite a journey ahead of him, and yeah. I guess he'll be on next week's show right here on Animal they better be careful. They may eradicate him. Yeah, they yeah, that would be a better idea. Well, I understand that there is a lot of controversy about it, and we'll find out sure. all the details next week right here on Animal Radio. But right now, it's all about you. Yes, Thanks. you. Me. Looking down at your radio. one 405 I don't know. I looked down at myself when you said that. Yeah, I thought it was about me. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you need uh, Alan's call? How's yeah. that coming there? You said you said, no, I want to wait for Debbie. So De- Hi, Debbie. How are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> really good. Debbie doesn't like conflict. Everybody be nice. I, I, I am a pacifier, yes. Not yes. not in the like the baby pacifier, but... <laughs> She always You're makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, she's a peacekeeper. Well, that's my job. I'm, I'm a nurturer. That's that's what my profession's all about. I a don't nurturer like by people nature. yelling. 
Yep. You know, you are a great vet. Seriously, I, I think I told you last week. My they have a Frenchie, my my wife's sister, and they went to two vets. And no, I didn't tell yeah. you. And and the dog was coughing in front of them, and they they couldn't diagnose the problem. Two separate vets, and they went home and diagnosed it themselves on the internet that the dog had yeah. uh, what the heck is it called? I forget that kennel cough. cough thing. Yeah. And yeah. is it doing okay? Yeah, dog's doing okay now. No thanks to two vets, though. It oh, was, it was the, the Internet that did it. Oh, stop it. We're not going to bash vets on the show. <laughs> oh, we're going to bash vets, man. You're the best vet. You're a shining beacon. <laughs> Alan is a bit feisty here. He is. I'm calling you out. I'm saying you're feisty. You're, you're worked up today. I'll behave. I'll do anything for you. You tell me to be good, I'll be good. All right. That's a good boy. Thank you. He trains well, Debbie. Well, you know, to train, you have to be good at being trained. You're married. That helps. So you, you've been well trained. <laughs> oh, my wife's the best. You know, I mentioned earlier, I, I don't want to change the mood or anything, but I got to. I mentioned earlier that many animals, an improportionate amount of animals, cats and dogs, get cancer. As we get into older pets, it is it is probably the number one condition that we do diagnose from everything from skin tumors as cancers to, you know, more serious internal cancer. So pets are living longer lives, and we are diagnosing it more often, so all too often. It's uh, no longer a death, death sentence. A death sentence. Death sentence. No. I, you know, when normally when I think of cancer, I think of dollar signs in death. Hmm. Oh. You know who we have on the phone is Dr. Gerald Post, and he is the founder of the Animal Cancer Foundation. He's a veterinary oncologist. Welcome to the show, Doc. Thank you so much. This is a somewhat of a somber subject, but since a lot of us, many, most of us will eventually have to deal with this with our animals, I wanted to at least cover it. Is it uh, treatable? Is cancer treatable in dogs and cats, first off? Absolutely, and I would dare say that um it is one of the most common um, diseases um, that we see in animals, especially as animals are, are aging. Um, but it is also one of the most treatable. It may not be curable in, in many cases, but it is incredibly treatable. I assume chemotherapy like we use on humans, radiation therapy, is uh, a common treatment for this? It absolutely is. And one of the most common misconceptions that we deal with um, is that chemotherapy and radiation therapy and when I say those words to my clients, they think immediately of what happens to people. And that's really just not the case. Um, we as veterinary oncologists and pet owners have made a very conscious choice not to put our pets through what people go through. And so the dosages and the dose frequency of both chemo and radiation, radiation therapy are, are developed so that the pets can handle those therapies incredibly well because quantity and quality of life are, are so important to us. I don't understand. When when humans go through it, they lose their hair. How come an animal doesn't lose all their fur? Some have more hair loss than others, and people have hair. Most dogs have fur. Now, there are some dogs that have hair that do tend to lose their a bit more hair or fur than others, but for the most part, um, both the dose as well as the method of hair growth or fur growth um, makes their hair loss less um, of a problem. Now, you're not seeing me, um, if you were to look at my picture, I have a little bit of hair loss or a lot of hair loss on top, so <laughs> I don't view that as a major problem. <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, is it expensive? I know with human chemotherapy and radiation treatment, a little pricey. Well, so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I would have to say that that's the second most common misconception that we um, talk about in my practice, and that is expense. And it, you, 
cancer therapy absolutely can be expensive. You know, there are bone marrow transplants that can be, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars um for the procedure. But because of the advent of oral chemotherapy and other types of what are called anti-angiogenic or metronomic therapies, um, chemotherapy or therapy in general doesn't have to be incredibly expensive. Um, so at our practice, the Veterinary Cancer Center in Norwalk, um, we want to make sure that every pet that we see and every owner understands that um, we want to make sure that their pet gets the best therapy that they can afford. And that affordability may be about money, it may be about time. And so now, I guess more than ever before in the 25 years that I've been in practice, we can devise programs and protocols that fit almost everybody's budget or constraints. Mm. Now, Doc, I, I have a lot of clients in my office that will come in and say, oh, he's got this lump, but, it, you know, it's not cancer because it doesn't hurt him. Uh, you know, what kind of things can you offer, you know, to educate pet owners about what to watch for for cancer detection and, and when to be concerned? Sure. And so um, I actually wrote an article um, called The Ten Warning Signs of Cancer. And one of the things, and you can find that actually on our website, which is, www.acfoundation.org or www.vcchope.com and especially when you're talking about skin lesions anything that is changing in size, shape or color should be evaluated and the most sure way to know whether something is benign or not is the first thing to do is to take a small aspirin so a small needle into the lump, take it and put it on a slide and look at it underneath the microscope to see whether it, it warrants removal or biopsy. Let's talk about prevention. I mean, you must have some theories because 70% is a huge percentage. How do we compare with other countries and what are things that people can maybe do to, to focus on prevention of cancer in the first place? We know very, very little about cancer prevention, even in people. Um, but what we do know from people that can be applied to animals is um, a good balanced diet, um, good weight, not um, as good activity level, um, and I would say good physical exams and, and checkups to, if there is something developing, finding it early. But as far as cancer prevention or what we can do, so much of cancer relates to uh, genetic risk factors. So in other words, all of us, dog, cat, person, are born with a certain level of cancer risk. Um, and it varies from person to person, from dog to dog. Um, and as we know more about the genome of both dogs, cats, and people, that question will hopefully have a very different answer in, in a number of years. Keeping your dog um, fit, feeding them a, a good and healthy diet, and frequent checkups with your local veterinarian. Those are the three things that I stress to my clients as far as what they can do to try and either prevent cancer or detect it at a very early stage. And I also would interject there is because, you know, having that dialogue with your vet when you have those checkups, a lot of breeds um, are prone to certain types of cancer. So, you know, ask your vet, hey, my dog is a golden retriever. What kind of things do I need to be worried about? What kind of conditions do I need to worry, whether it's cancer or otherwise? Those are great things to ask your vet. Absolutely agree. And, um, you know, one of the things that um, 
our practice um, gives out to the local practitioners is in, in our area in Connecticut is um, the breed associated cancer. So we have a laminated um, uh, placard that we give to all of the local veterinary practices in the area with all of the breeds and what cancers are common in those breeds and therefore what tests specifically. Um, and it, it's incredibly helpful and you're absolutely right. Those discussions um, specifically should be happening with the local veterinarian. How do we compare with other countries around the world? What, what country has the lowest cancer rate in dogs? You know, that is a really good question. And um, epidemiologically, we have so little data. Um, and because the United States treats their animals and their pets so much as part of the family, I don't know that it's fair that we can even compare our cancer statistics in animals to other countries because we do so much more as far as diagnostics and therapeutics for cancer in animals that um, I think if you look at the numbers, we see so much more cancer in animals, but I don't know that that's not because we treat our animals like members of the family. We thank you for your time today. There's, there's so many questions. We're going to have to have you on again, but people can learn more at www.vcchope.com. Dot com And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at Animal Radio. Dr. Gerald Post, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And, I, I, you know, I guess the one thing I'd like to leave everybody with is um, that the most powerful weapon pe- people have um, is information. And that there is not always, but in most cases, hope for the treatment of cancer in their pets. That's uh, that's good. I like to hear that. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. We'll head back to the phones next at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I still want to know what country has the least amount. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, police dogs in Germany are soon going to be sporting some fancy footwear. Orange News reports the canine crime fighters are being issued special boots that are lined with a layer of stab-proof material that attach with Velcro. The new shoes are designed to protect the dog's feet from broken glass and sharp objects at riots, crime scenes, and other potentially dangerous situations. A German shepherd named Rico led a trial of 12 dogs that showed how beneficial the boots could be. But even though the shoes were for the dog's own good, head handler Thomas Schulte admits the animals weren't immediately appreciative. He said the dogs would just pull them off with their teeth at first, but eventually they adapted after a couple of weeks. Well, I know, if you have you ever put those little booties on your dogs? I don't know, if you go hiking or sometimes you know, something like that, you can buy these little boots, hiking boots for dogs. I know my dogs have pulled them off. They're, they, you know, they're just average dogs, so they're okay. They can live without the boots. They don't need combat boots. Not my dogs. They're tough. Dog licenses for some animals may jump up to $700 in New Jersey if the village council in Ridgewood has its way. Glenn Shuck reports. With some of the highest property taxes in the state, many Ridgewood residents already feel they're taking it pretty hard in the wallet. Now they better hope their dog behaves. If the village has its way, licenses for so-called dangerous dogs will go up to 700 bucks. Angela's saying, give us a break. You can't have tree houses, you can't have pets, you can't have, what can't you have next? <laughs> I don't know. 
you know, who's to say the dog is dangerous? You know, you could have a mutt that somebody antagonizes and the dog goes after you. You know, you could have a, a, a dog that's well taken care of, well fed, well trained, well everything, and you're going to say it's $700? It's- this issue will be taken up by Village Council here at their meeting on February the 13th. Glenn Schucht in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Your dog or cat's poop is kind of a Google on your pet's health. Pay attention to it. There are many details about poop that you should know. Picking up isn't only the neighborly thing to do. It's for the best interests of all pets in your community. It's true. There's some potential health issues to people, according to a veterinary parasitologist, Dr. Dwight Bowman, including roundworm, salmonella, roundworm, and whipworm that can be spread to other dogs, even the parvovirus to those who aren't vaccinated. Also, one now-retired Chicago uh, alderman famously said dog poop is like caviar for rats. Well, it's not exactly true that rats don't relish dog poop, but like most things, they will cheerily eat the poo if they're hungry enough. So leaving it out may mean that another dog will scarf up the poo. A community service? Well, not quite. Dogs that eat other dogs' stuff have a condition that's known as coprophagia. Next time that your pet poos, don't look away. Instead, pay attention and either pick it up outside or scoop the cat box inside. And you might want to get a clothespin, too. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's being there for my customers. It's lending a hand at any hour. And it's having my coworkers' backs day or night. You work hard to earn your money, and we're here to help you keep more of it. TurboTax has experts available to answer your questions by phone or live chat, so you get the answers you need and every penny you deserve. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Try it free at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for.
The haunting sounds of the violin players could only mean one thing. Dog father Joey Volani is here. Brought to you by Stellan Chewies. Natural goodness for dogs. Made with raw, USDA-inspected meat. Raised naturally. No added hormones or antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Check it out at StellaAndChewies.com. StellaAndChewies.com. Hey. Well, so anyway... What? I had um I had a crazy woman. Well, it's not cra- I shouldn't say crazy woman. I apologize. Um, she but she contacted me on my um my personal Facebook page. Um, oh, and she doesn't listen to the show, but I'm hoping she does now because I told her if she listened to the show, that um she would um I she would understand what what I'm talking about here. And basically, um, it's more of an answer to a question than a tip. And the reason why I'm doing this is because there's a lot of people out there. That I've heard this question from a million times, and basically it goes like this: Every time they take their pet to a groomer, uh-huh. okay, um, the the groomer always says that the dog needs to be clipped down because he's too matted, and they feel that the groomer is saying that because the groomer doesn't want to put the time and effort into brushing the dog out. Right now, I Facebooked the back and I said, "Well, how many groomers have said this to you?" And she said, uh, this is the third groomer that has told me this in my area, and I don't know if it's groomers in my area. I mean, is there anything that I should should ask them, tell them? And you know what? The bottom line is this. If three groomers are telling you this, <laughs> then there's obviously... No, but you, you know what, Judy? You laugh, but you don't know how many times I hear this. And um, I'll hear this about myself as well from other groomers, the same uh-huh. thing. Now, I want to let everyone know something. Clipping a dog down that's matted is probably more difficult than brushing a dog out that has knots and tangles. Really? Okay? So when it gets to the point that we tell you that, you know what, we have to cut your dog down short, it's not because we want to, because most groomers hate it. I dread it. I can't stand it. It's boring work. Usually the dog cannot stand it because you got this big machine running down its legs, and especially if it's a small dog. Mm-hmm. And you know what, you got a, you got a, a machine that's bigger than that maybe half the size of the dog, and you, and you got to get every nook, inch, and cranny of that dog, depending upon how mad it is. That's not easy. So, no, it's not. It's not at all. It, it's it's extremely difficult. So, my answer to her, and my answer to anyone who has this question is, if you now don't get me wrong, there's some groomers out there that may not have. And I'm not going to say talent because brushing and combing a pet is not talent. There's nothing that I do any differently than Hal can do, than Judy can do, than Joy, anyone in the studio here can do. It's time, patience, and knowing the right equipment. Now, the difference will be after all the amount of years I've been doing it is, is, is you know what? I know how much pressure to apply and how much pressure not to apply at times. But you know what? That's trial and error. And it's going to be the same thing with you. You're either going to start irritating. And once you start it, you're going to back off or you're not. The other thing is you've got to make sure you have the right tool. Now, this particular woman had the right tool. The, the problem was um, she needed to blow the dust off it. Okay? It's not used. We don't have special chemicals. We don't have special products. And we have things that make it a little bit easier. But basically, it's the same stuff that you can go to your local pet um, supply house or, or shop, and you can get them, and um, which are detanglers. What you want to do is is don't 
blame everything on your groomer. There is prep work that needs to be done with for your pet. And remember, especially this time of the year, you know what? You know, people in California don't realize how lucky they are because you, you have a constant, um, or Southern California, you have a constant um, type of weather pattern here, which doesn't change all that much. But when you go in the rest of the country, and right now it's cold and it's snowing, so what happens is the pets go out, they get wet, they come back in, they dry, they get dirty, they go back out, they get more dirty, they get more wet, they come back, they dry, and that's going to build knots and tangles. If you don't help brush this out and comb this out, it's going to keep getting tighter, tighter, and tighter until it's so tight. And when a groomer tells you that we can't do it, this is the reason. It's so tight to the skin that... We can't brush it anymore. We can't get it out. It's going to be painful for the pet because now, in the process of trying to remove these knots and tangles, I'm scraping skin. Ugh. So I'm just irritating. And, and, and you know what? I mean, if anyone's looked at a, a, a pet brush, I mean, for the most part, they're a lot harder and a lot more, they got a lot more, um, how could I say, um, substance to them than, than a human brush, okay? I mean, if you brush, brush your hair with a slicker brush, okay? Oh. And you're going to find very quickly that if you don't apply the right pressure, that it's going to hurt. So now, when I have to get real close to the skin, it doesn't matter how much pressure I apply. It's mm. scraping. It's scraping. It's irritating. It's tearing that skin up to the point where you'll get blood, you know what? And then you have a dog that's going to hate it, a dog that's irritated. In some cases, it irritates them so much that now they start scratching, and now you got to go to your veterinarian. Mm. You so, know go ahead. I was going to say, most people don't know that a mat is twisted. It's like twisting your hair and twisting it to so tight it pulls. They don't understand that it pulls the skin it's on a dry, the dog. It, it, it that's hurts. exactly. I mean, we've had situations where we had to remove knots and tangles that were so tight that underneath it was open, raw, infected oh. skin. And that's from the knots and tangles. Now, a smart aleck will say to me, okay, and, and, and I say smart aleck because you always have the person that wants to test you, will sit back and say to me, well, you know, uh, if the dog was in the wild, it would get knotted. The difference is this. They're not. They're domesticated. It's completely different. We built this type of coat for your dog. Dogs, in the, if, if dogs were just left wild, you wouldn't have the breeds. You would have coat that was conducive to be living outside. But because we've created breeds with certain types of coats that work in different climates and work for, you know, the working dog of man, the difference is now is now we have to put the effort in to actually do the work. So make sure you're doing your brushing, combing before you go to your groom. You don't have to get it all out. But you know what? When your groomer tells you, Multiple groomers tell you <laughs> that your dog needs to be clipped down every single time. You know what? I would, I would probably take their recommendations and mm -hmm. sit back and say, what do I need to do so this doesn't happen again? And you know what? They don't want to do it. They're going to sit back and, and a good groomer, they're going to tell you. They're going to give you the time and they're going to tell you because honestly, they know if I make, if I know if I make you happy, Hal, as a client, you're well, coming back, be back to me. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to exactly. tell all your friends. Yeah. Exactly. So, like I said, it's not so much of, of a tip, but it's just a, a words words of wisdom to the pet owners. Um, don't always, you know, if you want to keep a nice looking dog, don't always expect that the groom is going to be able to do that without prior work at home. Mm. Sounds you good. Know. Good information from Joey Volani, and you can uh, 
you can friend him on Facebook if you want to, but you know, kind of a little bit of <laughs> you slack. Can, no, you know what? I, I'm going to tell you one thing. I do. I never not accept someone that friends me because if they friend me, they went out of their way to look for me to friend me. So I'll answer any question. I'd rather do it on the Animal Radio website. But you know what was good about this person? She didn't know about Animal Radio and all my postings I put up there. So now she's now she's listening, and oh. I hope she's out there listening, Ira. Very good. Ira, very good. Thanks, Ira, for Ira. listening now, being a new listener. Dr. Debbie is here. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Volani. And animal communicator, Joey Turner. one 405 8405 Those be the digits. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Let's uh, go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, you know, I've got these two dogs that are from the same uh, breed, same litter, and I'm trying to take them out on walks, and I'm trying to take one out, leaving the other one, kind of watching the house, if you will. And when we tend to do that, the dog that's not getting walked is out of control, howling, crying. Is Alan there to talk about this? I'm, I'm here, Jeff. I'm here for you, buddy. Now, you, you take the one dog out and everything is cool and you leave the other dog in the house and the dog howls and goes nutty? He does. It's not even if he's in the house. I may even have him in the backyard while I walk the other dog. I mean, I get it. He's jealous that he's not getting walked while the other one is. But it's like no, he's not control <laughs> noise, if you know what I mean. All right, buddy. He's not jealous. Okay, dogs don't get jealous. The, the problem is the pack is leaving and you're leaving him behind and he thinks he's in charge. And he's like, well, you, you guys aren't allowed to go. I didn't give you permission to go. So that's why he's howling. And to eliminate the problem, firstly, you got to be the pack leader. you got to be in charge, Jeff. Are you, are you in charge? Are you a man or a mouse, Jeff? Hey, now. Hey, now. Come, on, come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, where's your, let me talk to your wife. I want to find out who's in charge in that house. <laughs> Jeff, you've got you've to walk them together, one on your left, one on your right. You've got to keep them right at your side. You cannot let them walk in front of you. And above all, you've got to have a choker chain on so you can give corrections. And a correction is given with a quick flick of the wrist. You know, it's just a quick flick of the wrist and no talking, Jeff. And you walk them together every single day for at least 15, 20 minutes, at least one time a day. You enter the house first. You don't let them go first. You control the food. You do all these little things to let them know you're in charge. And once your dog sees that you're in charge, that you're a strong, confident, compact leader, the barking and the howling will stop because you'll just look at him and go, hey, quiet. Now, if he doesn't listen to you, you have to have a punishment place, you know, like a like a dark room or even, even his kennel. I mean, because you're always happy to see your dog when he comes out of the kennel. So you Put him in that place to let him know that the behavior is not, you don't like it. And when he's doing what, what you do want, that's when you go, good dog. But you got to walk them together, and you got to be the pack leader, Jeff. Can you do that? I can work on that. I can work on work that. Work on that, buddy. And be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. you got to be patient. Be calm, stand straight, confident. Awesome. Thanks for that advice. I think you would have been talking to my wife because she does that to me. Because when my neighbor across the street, when she comes out of a house, I howl. And she puts me on a choker chain. And um, so if you've been talking to my wife, we're going to have a problem here, Cable. Let me tell you. I, I think, I think Joey, I, I pictured you on a choker chain, Joey. Why did I know that? <laughs> There you go. Thanks for your call, Jeff. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals. 
animals are people too. Romance is in the air at the Los Angeles Zoo. It all started when Willie the Hog was mourning the loss of his mate Ruby, who died of cancer. Willie, who was 10 years old and 187 pounds, spied an attractive antelope named Nicole as they were sharing the same mud hole. 16-year-old Nicole wasn't interested at first, but Willie was persistent and won her over. They now have breakfast together, groom each other, take walks together, and nap together, nuzzling snout to snout. Officials are calling it one of the oddest pairings they've seen at the zoo. One zoo spokesperson called it adorable, saying wherever Nicole is, Willie is usually nearby. No way to know whether it's just a fling or something more, but it looks like love. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you right now want to take wait. Give me the line again. My brain stick. <laughs> Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal radio. Brett Michaels animal radio. You got it. I knew the animal radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to animal radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. You're listening to animal radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Yes, you should write a book, Joey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes, I'm going to write a book now. I, I'll be what real honest. What a delayed reaction. I, well, no, I just, I got to, Go she, her press release and the book, which Judy has read, I have not read the book, and then mm-hmm. we're talking about Connie Newcomb, who was on last hour, Dog Show Confidential, uh, sneaking in the back door of West, Westminster. Um uh, I thought that it was going to be a little more juicy and gossipy. And when I heard Joey give out more juice and gossip, I'm thinking, he needs to write well, a book. That's when you know it's that bad. I mean, when you write the book and you're afraid to um, say stuff in the book. So then, then you really know it's bad. They're going to put a hit out on you because, you know what, that's that smooth coat of chihuahua there. Yeah, he's not going to win. <laughs> Every year we talk to Jerry Grimek from the Hotel Pen. And, uh, because they play host. He's the doggy concierge at Hotel Pen. And uh, this time of year, it gets kind of crazy over I there bet. in the lobbies. Uh, Jerry, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to chat with you every year. Yeah, I think well, this is our sixth or seventh year. At least. That we've, yeah. And I keep let's saying... Say, let's say a one-dog year. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I keep saying next year. Next year, I'm going to go. Next year. Yeah, yeah we, we welcome you every year. Maybe we can make it work next year. Let's okay. hope. Okay. Well, we have a lot of new listeners since last year. It keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger. And many of these listeners have not heard you and don't know exactly what you do, but you are the doggy concierge. What does that mean for you? So essentially, as a doggy concierge for New York's Hotel Pennsylvania, I cater to all the four-legged guests' needs during the Westminster Dog Show time. That includes handling the paparazzi, as I like to call it, sure. handling their food <laughs> requests, any special hotel requests, to make them feel extra comfortable. Now, what kind of food requests yeah, could they possibly get? Yeah, what crazy things? Oh, my goodness. We've gotten everything from spinach pizza. <laughs> this is for the dogs, right? For the dogs. Oh, yeah. Let me clarify. These are all for the dogs. And I've seen the dogs eat them, so I know it's not just the owners ordering them. We've had chicken sandwiches. I've had burgers with no onions, because onions are bad for the dogs. Sure. With no onions. Cheeseburgers, to be specific. One pug once ate seven cheeseburgers. Wow. So they're getting kind of spoiled at this time of their life. Uh, Well, you know what? Especially before a big show like this, I'm sure they're nervous. 
Sure. But they're show dogs, and you know what? They need to be treated as such. Absolutely. Now, do they get a little spa? I understand there's a doggy spa going on this year. Yes. Now, for the listeners to let you know, we have a full dog spa. We have a whole list of amenities and events, including the uh, probably New York's largest indoor doggy spa within a hotel. This includes his and her canine washrooms. Wow. <laughs> they got to keep them separate. Yeah, you know what? Of the... course, we got to be respectful, right? Sure. That's right. <laughs> we have the grooming tables. We have bathtubs and jacuzzis. And we even have an animal vet an acupuncturist. Wow, doing a little acupuncture just before the big show. Is this open all year yeah. round, or is this just during yeah, Westminster? Yeah, services. Well, these services are mainly during the Westminster Dog Show. However, we are pet-friendly year-round, and we accept dogs of all sizes year-round. Do you find a lot that's of awesome. c- c- celebs with their small little dogs come in there? Yes, you know what? And that's the thing. They, they bring the toy dogs. Sure. But it's interesting because people, you know, they want to travel with their big bull mastiffs, which are maybe 300 pounds. And the good news is we accept them all, all sizes, all weights, you name it. We don't discriminate. We love all pets. Wow. Anything? Uh, are you allowed to, I, I, was, I was just going to say, are you allowed to talk about celebrities and their dogs? I mean, what kind of dogs they have, what you've seen? Kind you know of like George Clooney. Yeah. As doggy concierge, there's a code I have to follow. Code of ethics. <laughs> I knew that, yeah. Oh, darn I knew that. Yeah, we have no ethics here in the We don't understand that. What, uh, what kind of weird things do you expect to be going on this year? Well, you know what? All the requests come just before the show. Sure. However, we've gotten a few calls already for red carpets. Can we get a red carpet rolled out for a dog as soon as it arrives? Beauty, beauty. Hey, what's the most expensive thing a dog has eaten in your hotel? Like a lamp, a TV, a bed? You know what's interesting? These dogs, they're on their best behavior. They know they're here for a show, so they don't want to disrupt anything. They don't want to get anyone angry because they know everyone's on edge for the big show. So they're good. They're actually, they're so good, we barely know they're there. Well, you should throw the people out and just have the dogs be there. You know what? If they could charge it to their credit cards, if they have credit cards, that'd be great. Little doggy credit cards. I'm telling you, let's get <laughs> hey, on that. There, there you go. There's an app for that. Jerry? i got to tell you all, yeah. last year, we had a dog who was in a show named Echo Dorio, and Echo loves to be serenaded by opera singers. Oh, really? <laughs> no word of lie. He gets comforted. He actually wears a top hat, bow tie, and tuxedo. Wow. This is the dog we're talking about again. <laughs> And he, we set it up where an opera singer serenaded him in the lobby before he went to the Westminster Dog Show. This is amazing. Uh, he didn't improve his performance. Is, yeah. That is amazing. And what a coincidence because opera singers love to be serenaded by Hal. They love to be comforted by him. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Hal, you got a second career. I, I do. I Absolutely. Jerry, we thank you so much for joining us. What's the website over there at the Hotel Pen? www.hotelpen.com. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at Animal Radio, and uh, we'll check you next year. You betcha. I'm looking forward to it, hopefully at the hotel. Okay. We'll plan it. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Well, we should do a live broadcast from there. I know. All of us next year. Let's there. get it. I That's keep saying this idea. every year. We need to do this. That guy gets radio. He's good. He is good. Listen, we're going to get out of here. That's all we have time for today. We thank you for listening. Remember, you can visit us over on Facebook at Animal Radio. Tweet us at Animal Radio. Visit us online at AnimalRadio.com. Or send us an email at yourvoice at AnimalRadio.com. And, of course, the infamous Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can send us your questions right from the app just as you're listening to Animal Radio. Download it now. And, of course, if you're looking for a vet, check out Dr. Debbie in Las Vegas. If you're in that area, if you're a trucker going through that area. 
Uh, she also has the book, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Check it out. These are great reads. She's an amazing writer. We'll see you next week right here. Oh, do we, next week? Okay, I'm going to yes. tease this. Gareth Morgan. He wants to get rid of all the cats in New Zealand, and he'll be our guest next week right here on Animal Radio. We'll see you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 This is Animal Radio Network.